Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. September 2nd. It is a glorious Wednesday morning. And why? Because the best bet went 2-0 on Tuesday night. Holla at your boy. Gosh, I'm fired up. Very exciting night that was in the NBA. Celtics cash for everybody. And the under hit with ease. I was getting tweets from you guys in like the third quarter. Way to go. I've already spent my winnings. Pretty awesome night in the NBA. We do have some NFL stuff. Alvin Kamara. Listen, if you've got your fantasy fantasy draft coming up, you've got to stick around for this Alvin Kamara thing. We're going to talk about that. Oh, I've got to take a deep breath before I mention we will talk about the Big Ten and the President of the United States. It's a somber discussion. We will talk about it. And we have a phenomenal interview coming up later, previewing tonight's Game 7 OKC Houston. You're going to love it. It's a former NBA player, Corey Brewer. He's played for the Rockets. He played with James Harden. He's played for the Thunder. He played with Russell Westbrook. Rob G found the perfect guest. Corey Brewer really delivers later in the podcast. And of course, we'll wrap up with the best bet. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe, rate, and review. I had a buddy who listens to the podcast, really enjoyed the Tuesday show talking about Dabo Sweeney, Trevor Lawrence to the NFL. And he's like, I got to find out how to comment on iTunes. I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know how to reply to that. Figure it out. All right, let's get started with the biggest story in sports today. And some of it is horn tooting. And I really don't want to do this. 
But let's be real, folks. Rob G's come around. Jason Tatum is a top 10 player in the NBA. Hard stop. It's a fact. Lock it up. I mean, he's unstoppable right now in that Celtics win over Toronto. And they had to come back in the fourth quarter to do it. Tatum was basically running point. He's like a small forward. And nobody on Toronto has any chance against him. And here's why it's weird. So I I was born in New York, as you guys know. And I went to my first NBA game. It was Knicks-Lakers at MSG. Uh, I was a young kid. We were visiting family in New York over the holidays. It was Patrick Ewing's rookie year, Ewing versus Jabbar. And I just talked with my dad on the phone about this this week. Like we After the game, we had to walk like 20 blocks um, to get the right subway to go back to Queens. And it was a chilly night. And I remember, I just in love with basketball. But at the time, I picked the Knicks and Lakers as my two favorite teams. And because I was born in New York, I stuck with all the New York teams. I picked the Yankees because of Don Mattingly, Donald Arthur Mattingly, sweet left-handed swing, put up with a lot of bad Mattingly years. Uh, good Mattingly years, bad Yankee years, I should say. And then the New York Jets were my favorite football team. And um, I know you, if you're so, the New Yorkers will know this. Usually you pick the Giants and Yankees, Mets and Jets, but I don't give a crap. I've never played by any of those silly rules. But as a New York fan, I was conditioned to hate all things Boston. I've never, ever liked the Red Sox or anything about them. I have despised the Patriots, but I respect Brady and Belichick, obviously. And I've never liked the Celtics. I was Team Magic against Bird and McHale and Parrish and DJ and Ainge and all those guys. And I just never liked Boston. You guys heard me go after Doc Rivers on Monday. I Listen, I never liked the Celtics. And Jason Tatum is making me like the Celtics. I mean, the kid is easy to root for. And they got Kemba Walker, who is nice. Oh my gosh, is he good. Jalen Brown is easy to uh, easy to root for. By the way, fun fact, one of the trainers, these NBA trainers that I talked to, trained Jalen Brown leading up to the NBA draft. They worked out at my gym. And at the time, Jalen Brown was coming out of Cal, and I didn't know much about him. I saw him like, okay, this guy's pretty good. And, you know, the trainer and I are good friends. He's like, yeah, lottery pick for sure. And then Jalen Brown goes third in the draft. I think it was third in the draft. And I was just blown away by how good he is. I mean, this team is very likable. And listen, I'm in the tank for Brad Stevens. When you can take Butler to -to back-to-back Final Fours, you got to be doing something right. I I know they didn't win either of them, but it doesn't matter. It went to two champions. It lost to the championship with Gordon Hayward. Uh, uh, A half-court shot nearly went in. Like, I like Brad Stevens as a coach. And... I, I just, this Celtics team's easy to like. And folks, Jason Tatum is real deal Holyfield. He's shooting 45% on threes in the playoffs. 45%. Toronto has no chance against him. I told you, this is a bad matchup for the Raptors. And I saw Nick Nurse, the Raptors coach on social media, you know, whining about Jason Tatum got to the line. You know, they really helped him out. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Tatum got a tech with 70 seconds left in the game. That You don't do that. The refs are trying to give Toronto a chance. That was a joke. And, you know, Jason Tatum's just better than anyone on the court. The reason the Raptors lost was, was because, A, Marcus Smart went nuts. Five straight three-pointers. I think all in the fourth quarter. And... Toronto, in the final six minutes, just kept jacking threes, and they won one for six. And finally, Jason Tatum. Like, they could not stop him at all. Tatum is unbelievable. 
I'm telling you, Rob G came around right before we started recording the podcast. He said, I've come around. Tatum's a top 10 guy. Rob G, go ahead. Give it up for me. I need some props. You know how much I hate to do this, right? I mean, I dread giving you any kind of props. Even the nine and three best bet, which we'll get onto later on in the pod, I feel like it's a little bit fugazi because you're picking the obvious <laughs> spreads, but it's okay. I mean, Jason Tatum, I told you it was too early to crown him as, as a top 10 guy. He's legit. And it's not just the scoring. I think he's at 27 a game in the playoffs, like nine rebounds, three assists, and super efficient, 49% from the field, 45% from three. It's that he's playing defense too. And that's one thing that I think that separates him from, you know, maybe even a guy like Damian Lillard who's putting up these crazy numbers, but he's a turnstile on the other end. You know, even a Luka Doncic, who I think I would still put Luka ahead of Tatum, he doesn't play defense either. Yeah, Tatum is not going to say elite, but he is upper echelon on both ends of the court. And uh, kudos to you for spotting it early. I don't like to admit it, but uh, good job by you, J-Mac. Squirrel, every, what is it? Every once in a while, the squirrel finds a nut or something? Even um, the blind squirrel finds a nut. There you go. Game seven, Nuggets Jazz. Uh, I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on this. We gave out the under. It was like 217. It landed on 158. This was a sloppy game seven. The ending was crazy. The Nuggets nearly blew it. My only takeaway from this game is Denver's going to get murdered by the Clippers. I would say there's a decent chance the Clippers sweep them. I'm already giving away an early best bet. Folks, I don't even know what day game one is. I'm telling you, pick the Clippers, even if they're favored by, oh, they might be favored by 10. And I know after the Bucks lost game one, I, I banned myself from giving away double-digit favorites, but they're going to win big over Denver. Uh, I don't know how the Nuggets are going to stop the Clippers, and I don't know how they're going to score on the Clippers. I mean, their best option is going through Jokic, who's going to have his way with Zubov, former Laker, and maybe Montrez Harrell is up to speed at that point. He struggled in the bubble, but Jamal Murray is not going to have an advantage over Patrick Beverly, and he's not going to have an advantage over Paul George. And other than those two guys, I don't know where the points are coming from. Michael Porter Jr. is a young kid who showed well in Game 7. But again, you can't count on him against, what, Kawhi Leonard? Come on. Uh, Jeremy Grant is a guy that my guy to watch in the series. If Denver wins a game, it'll be because Jeremy Grant showed up at both ends. I do believe Jeremy Grant, who I know people are like, who? Wait, who? Jeremy? What? What are you talking about, Jay? This is the kid who is one of these switchable wings. He's a kid out of Syracuse, was a second-round find. Young guy, he's like 26. He's going to get paid this offseason because he's a 3 and D guy. I can give this away now 100% lock. The Dallas Mavericks will make a play on Jeremy Grant in free agency. Lock it up. It's definitely happening. This is a guy who's 3 and D, okay? He's perfect to play with Luka. Sit him in the corner, and on defense, he's going to guard the best guy. I think Jeremy Grant makes a lot of sense. We'll watch him in the series. Listen, he ain't going to shut down Kawhi. I think he could show well in one game. So that is a wrap of what was, I thought, an exciting Tuesday night on the hardwood. I want to quickly get to the NFL and the biggest story in football as we are now nine days away from the start of the NFL season. Actually, eight. The next Thursday, Chiefs in the opener against the Texans. Alvin Kamara of the Saints, who's a really good running back. He's probably going top five in all your fantasy drafts. He has outkicked his um, 
his contract. He was a third-round pick, and he's been incredible. He was an All-Pro two years ago, a little dinged up last year. But he is holding out with New Orleans right now. And the Saints, of course, have the fourth-best Super Bowl odds in the league. I do believe this is the year, you know, Drew Brees, supposedly his final year, he goes out on top. You can't do that without Kamara. You cannot go to the Super Bowl without Kamara. Latavius Murray is an admirable backup. But the big story here is, where is this coming from? Because the news came out from a former ESPN reporter, Josina Anderson, who said the Saints were open to the possibility of trading Kamara. Okay, so why would the Saints leak that? Does that mean they want offers to come in because Kamara is hitting them with the, I want more money? I, that seems unlikely. So then uh, the Athletic came out and said, yes, that's accurate. They would trade him, but they want to sign him first. So then you're like, huh? Okay. And then Ian Rappaport late Tuesday night says, oh, cooler heads are going to prevail. My guess is Kamara's agent was unhappy with how things were unfolding and essentially relayed that the Saints are willing to trade him. I don't think the Saints are going to come out and leak that. That's bad business with one of your best players to say, yeah, we're open to trading him. They, you, they, they would not do that. I think this is Kamara's camp trying to get some leverage. I'm just going to throw out some numbers here. Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid running back in the league, $16 million per season. But he's not a running back. He catches passes. He over 1,000 yards rushing and receiving last year. McCaffrey is essentially a wide receiver who runs the football. Kamara wants to be that. I looked it up. He's got three straight seasons of 81 receptions. But he's not on McCaffrey's scale as a receiver, and the durability questions do exist. Again, Kamara is he's my size, 5'10", but he's 215. He's all rocked up. I'm like, you know, soaking wet a buck 70 trying to get rid of this muffin top I got from the damn quarantine. But, I mean, Kamara has me by like 40 pounds. And I'm telling you, he just can't take that pounding running between the tackles. Now, you say Ken McCaffrey, there's questions about that. But the the, the I think they do the zone running because McCaffrey rarely takes hits. If you notice, they don't just have him running dives. McCaffrey's running, running wide and he uses his speed to get to the edge. They do that with Kamara on the Saints, but seemingly not as much because they always have two running backs because they don't want him carrying the football as much. This is definitely worth monitoring. Uh, there are five running backs making $12 million or more a year, okay? McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, who's criminally overpaid, and Derrick Henry. Another guy, Joe Mixon, just joined that group of the Bengals. And if you're asking me, the only guys clearly ahead of Kamara here are McCaffrey and Zeke. I, I don't think Joe Mixon's better than Kamara. He doesn't do as much. Derrick Henry is a between-the-tackles guy, but I'm telling you, Derrick Henry's in for a rough year. They ran him into the ground last year. I, you never want to pay these running backs, man. They discard them. They use them like toilet paper and then just toss them to the side. Kamara's 25 years old. This is going to be his big money deal. He needs to secure it. And the Saints are giving pushback because you you guys have seen it. Falcons gave, uh, what's his name? Devontae Freeman, all that money. He ends up getting cut. Rams give Todd Gurley all that money. He ends up getting cut. Like These guys get hurt at running back because of the, the, the position and the, um, the amount of hits they take as running backs and receivers and I'm reluctant to pay Kamara big bucks. Maybe I'd try to do a short deal. I don't think his agent wants that, obviously. 
it's it's going to be interesting. It bears watching because the Saints are a Super Bowl team. All right, so I'm going to wrap up with this before we get to the Corey Brewer interview. And, of course, subscribe, rate, and review. You guys know the drill. Okay, Big Ten football. i got to choose my words carefully. I'm really reluctant to get into this. I do want to be clear up front. As a guy who works for Fox Sports, Big Ten games are on Fox Sports and FS1. You guys know the quote. I think I've said it on here before. Warren Buffett's right-hand man, Charlie Munger. Whose bread I eat, his song I sing. I want there to be Big Ten football this fall. I'll stop short of saying I need there to be Big Ten football, but I want it. It's good for business. I work for the, I I want it to happen. The way it's happening right now feels a little unseemly. I'm not going to peel back all the layers of the onion, but essentially Joe Biden ran an ad. I I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm based on what I read and what I heard. Ran an ad essentially blaming Trump for there being no football in the Big Ten. And of course, where's the Big Ten located? In the Midwest, where there are the biggest swing states in the election. So Biden is saying, oh, you guys in the Midwest, look, this guy who's running for re-election, he's the reason we don't have football in the Big Ten. Pennsylvania, massive swing state. Ohio, maybe the biggest swing state. Wisconsin, maybe the biggest swing state. Michigan's big. To a lesser extent, Minnesota and Iowa. These states are pivotal to the election. So then, Trump realizes, oh, wait a minute, maybe I can get votes there. Let me talk to the Big Ten and see, how's this going to work? And apparently my colleague at Fox, Clay Travis, was something of a middleman in this putting the Big Ten in with the White House. And next thing you know, Trump's saying, well, if I can get you guys the tests you need, what do you need? What can I do to help you get football? And let's be real. Neither side really cares about the football. They certainly don't care about the health of the players. Come on. You know this is about votes in an election. And they're pawns. That's what they are. And it stinks. And... I I hate it. I want the football as bad as you do. You guys know I do picks for Fox Sports. I do videos every week. Who are you picking in college football? Give me your five best bets. I did better in college last year than the NFL. And it, it, you know, if there's two conferences not playing, uh, hello, fewer games to pick from. Maybe I'm not doing the video. I don't know. Like for selfishly for me, I want there to be football. But I, I want the kids to be safe, obviously. What do you want? Some, you don't want a scenario where there's a college football player who gets COVID and drops dead two weeks after playing. Like, can that happen? Any, I mean, anything can happen. My, a buddy of mine texted me that 64 college kids, I think that's the number he gave me. I haven't double-checked. 64 college kids have died of COVID out of I don't know how many million. And obviously that's a tiny number. And then you get into the, does it, well, does it matter about the deaths or the cases or the long-term effects that we don't know about? There's just so much unknown here. And I just, I don't like this topic, as you can tell, but it is relevant. And listen, if the Big Ten comes back, what does the Pac-12 do? Now, I know out here in California, a lot of the colleges have gone online only. And like, you can't tell Cal Berkeley and Stanford 
I mean, two pretty elite educational institutions, not that Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio State aren't, but I don't think they're going to roll over in the Pac-12 the way the Big Ten would. So a lot left to be sorted out. Again, I'm rooting for football. I would love it to happen safely. And uh, unfortunately, guys, I don't think this story is going away. Luckily, we have NBA playoffs. And coming up next, we have a tremendous interview that I recorded on Tuesday with Corey Brewer, former Florida wingman. I actually thought Corey Brewer, coming out of college, compared favorably to Scottie Pippen. He would make a great number two or three, defend on the wing, hit threes. Corey Brewer, great guy, great interview. Enjoy it. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Nikki Glaser podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in a special guest to Straight Fire, a former NBA star, played on the Florida Gators. And what's most interesting is he played on the Houston Rockets and later the OKC Thunder to preview Game 7. Corey Brewer joining Straight Fire. Corey, how are you, man? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, thanks for joining me. And uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm torn on how to handle this game the whole Harden and Westbrook versus Chris Paul. There's so many factors at play here. Um, let, let's start with the obvious. You know, game six was a bit of a meltdown for Houston. And there's a lot of blame going on Russell Westbrook, who had the air ball late and the turnover. And then other people saying, listen, James Harden just didn't want it. This who is who he is, always melting in crunch time. How did you view what happened there in game six between the, uh, between the two stars of the Rockets? I think some way, somehow, James Harden has to get the ball. Like, like I love Russ to death, but Russ hasn't played in a while. Like, it's not, if Russ has been full speed, like, if he's been fully recovered, been playing basketball, okay, I, I understand Russ taking that shot because I've seen Russ make that shot a lot. But Russ has been out of action for a while. He's just getting back. He's on a minute restriction. Um, James Harden's playing some of the best basketball he's played in a long time, and he's been very efficient. So if I'm looking at this game – some way, somehow, James has to get that ball. Like, I don't I don't know whose fault it was, but it's all their fault. Because if James doesn't get the ball, they lose. And that's what happened. So Yeah, they, I mean, I don't agree with you. But, Corey, let me ask, though. Uh, Russell Westbrook throughout his career has been a, I'm the guy. You know, the, the whole stuff with him and Kevin Durant. And then it was him and Paul George. And now he's, like, got to share the ball with Harden. And I don't know. I, I've gotten hammered on the internet for beating up on Russ. I've said he's not really a winning player. He's a talented player. Crazy talent and skills. But I, I don't know. Like in, in crunch time, who do you think should have the ball in the Rockets? It, 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 Russ or Harden? Uh, there's no question. James has to have the ball. Like I love Russ to death. You know, like I trust Russ taking the shots. I trust Russ doing what he does. But on this team and right now, like James Harden is the best scorer in the NBA. In the end of the game, James Harden has to get the last shot or he has to take the shots down the stretch if they're going to win. If Houston wants to win basketball games or if they're trying to advance, James Harden has to get the ball. So I don't know what they got to do. They got to look at film. Coach D'Antoni got to say something. James Harden needs to have the ball in his hands. All right, so let me go back to your time in Houston. And it was earlier in uh, Harden's career, I think about five years ago. And since then, he's been an awesome regular season player. He's got the MVP. And we've seen some postseason meltdowns. Corey, is there any way... You can wrap your arms around what happens to Harden in the postseason. Um, you know, there's been a lot about, hey, man, he over-dribbles during the regular season, very ISO-heavy. He gets just tired come playoffs. I don't know. We had a four-and-a-half-month layoff. Uh, you know, wh- what's Harden's problem come postseason? 
Uh, it used to be he was playing so many minutes, he, he just kind of wear down when the playoffs when the playoffs happened. But he got in great shape. The last couple of years, he's got his body in great shape. Um, and I feel like now it's just all about him getting the ball. <laughs> like, you can't say he's melting down. Like, like I don't think if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt uh, last year, the year before last, mm. they, they probably get to the finals in my mind. Chris Paul gets hurt. That's just bad luck. Um, this year, you're right. He had, he had a lot of time off. Like, he, he's ready to go. You see the way he's playing right now. You can see he's, he's rejuvenated. He looks great out there. It's just they've lost, like, three, three games, two or three of these games down the stretch. Like, he yeah. didn't get the ball. He should have got the ball. The one game they lost where even though Daniel House gets fouled, he misses one out of two free throws, and they lose. James Harden should have had the ball. You, I'd rather have James Harden shoot, shooting those two free throws. Yeah. So that's the way I look at things. And last night, James Harden needs the ball. No so, Corey, how you cut it. You mentioned Chris Paul, which brings us to another guy who's been unlucky in the playoffs with injuries uh, up 3 1, I believe, on your Rockets, and they okay. gagged it away. Um, I, I don't, Chris Paul's a tough one. You know, we heard the stories about him feuding with Blake and the Clippers at the end. We obviously saw him and James Harden feuding openly last year when they lost to the Warriors. I, I don't. What is it about Chris Paul? What are the players saying about Chris Paul? Because you see a lot of social media chatter after every Chris Paul game. Um, guys, you got to love Chris Paul for what he does and who he is. And some guys can't take it. You know, Chris Paul is a great leader. Um He's going he's gonna to say what's on his mind. He's like another coach on the floor. You know, some guys, they don't want a player being a coach, trying to coach him. So it, it kind of rubs guys the wrong way. But I think he's great in OKC now because those guys listen to him. Like, they're a team. And they understand he's the leader and everybody follows suit and everybody knows what they got to do. So I kind of think it's hard when you have another alpha. Like, you know, him and James, kind they're both alphas. So that's kind of tough if, if one, one alpha has to give. You're going to have two alphas on the team. Somebody has to give. But if one doesn't give, you're going to have what you would end up having. So you make a great point. You know, he and Blake Griffin were basically co-alphas on that Clippers team as Blake Griffin was healthy and ascending, and then him and Harden. But now you're right. He's with the OKC supporting cast that I don't think anybody thinks, you know, Stephen Adams or Shea Gilgis-Alexander are there yet. So maybe they pull this off. Do you have a pick yet for Game 7? Man. I was thinking the Rockets the whole way. I'm not gonna lie, I never thought it would get to a game seven. Now, it's it's one game, man. It's, and if Chris Paul comes out and do what he did yesterday, man, I think OKC has a chance. You know, I love Coach Diamond, that's my coach. So, you know, I think OKC has a chance. And with, with the way the game ended yesterday, I'm giving OKC, I'm going OKC just because. Wow. Now, that's a lot going on over there now. Like, yeah. James doesn't get the ball. Russ shoots the air ball. Like, now how are they, how are they going to play? How are they going to work out? Like, if that same situation comes tomorrow, we know OKC is great in late time. Late crunch time, if you look at it all season, OKC is great in crunch time. Yeah. So what are the Rockets going to do in crunch time? Is James going to get the ball? Or what's going to happen? Like, in my mind, I think James should have been bringing the ball up and Russ should have set the screen instead of vice versa. Like, they had Russ bringing it up and James said, but you want to switch anyways. You want right. to switch. You want James. James wants to switch. So you have Russ setting the screen. They have, they have to switch. So why not? But you don't have to pass it. But if you have Russ bringing it down, he has to be able to throw it back to James. I think that's, they should take that out of the whole equation and let James bring yeah. it up. 
A lot of questions for D'Antoni. Remember, he was the guy who uh, didn't really change anything when they missed 27 straight threes against the Warriors in Game 7. Uh, Corey, so I want to look ahead. Who do you think presents a bigger problem for the Lakers next round, the Rockets or the Thunder? The Lakers, I'm, I'm going to say the Rockets prevent. Just because the Rockets have, like, if Russ does get back into playing the way he, we know he can play, and those guys, the way they just, the way they play, they shoot, Sixty threes a game, <laughs> like, and they're all capable of getting hot. And James Harden's capable of winning the game by itself. He's capable of going for fifty or sixty, and winning the game by itself. And I feel like the Rockets are just, just they could give the Lakers problems. But OKC, they're a young team, and you know, a young team against LeBron and AD. I, I think the Lakers, they, they don't have a problem with OKC. Yeah. So it, it brings up a good question. Like you were a primary wing defender, long arms. You could switchable. You could guard the probably a one, two, three. Um, is there a guy on the Lakers that you think would probably best have a chance against James Harden? We know nobody's stopping Harden. Oh, Danny but Green. who do you think give, gives Danny them Green. the best chance? Danny Green. Really? I like Danny Green because uh, you watch throughout throughout their careers. Danny Green did a decent job on James just because he keeps his hands out. Like he really doesn't foul. He just puts his body on him. Kind of the same thing Lou Dort does. Like, you know, he's solid. He's, he's solid. He's going to mm-hmm. be strong. And he's going he's gonna to stay on him. And that's what you got to do against James. You got to keep a body on him and just make it tough on him. Nobody's stopping James. Yeah. Just, nobody's stopping him. But if you can make it tough on him, try to wear him down, hopefully missing shots in the fourth quarter. I had an NBA trainer suggest to me that Kyle Kuzma's length now, we know he's not a great defender, but simply his length can give Harden some problems. Any credence to Kyle Kuzma checking Harden? I mean, Kuzma may start, right? Because they're not going to start JaVale McGee uh, and AD against the no-center Rockets. Any thoughts on Kuzma versus Harden? Ugh. I'm going to play Danny Green. I ain't going <laughs> to. I told him my guy, but <laughs> no way. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who, what trainer you was talking to, but. Oh, yeah. wow. James, James, James and Kuz, I like Danny Green better. Danny Green's more experienced. Danny Green's won championships. And I'm going Danny Green on, on James. All right, so uh, now we're on to the LeBron portion of the podcast. Everywhere you talk, TV, radio, podcast, LeBron's going to get questions. But, Corey, the, this is one of the greatest mysteries, I think, in the NBA in the last two decades. What the hell happened to LeBron in the 2011 finals against your Mavericks? I've talked to Eddie House about this. I've talked to uh, Sean Mary. Anybody you talk to, it's just like, I don't know. It's a mystery. Like, it was by far the weakest uh, series LeBron's played in his career. Uh, he averaged like 17 a game. We JJ Barea was giving him fits. I mean, transport yourself back to 2011, Corey. You know you're with the Mavericks. What on earth happened to LeBron in that series? Uh, we had um, we had a great defensive scheme. Um, we had Jason Kidd. You know Jay Kidd actually was guarding LeBron, but we also had. Sean Marion and Sean Stevenson. So we had three guys we could put on LeBron and D-Wade. And they, and they all did a great job. And I think Sean was picking him up full court. Then Jay Kidd would pick him up full court. Then Deshaun would pick him up. So we, you know, we knew what we had to do. And then you had a guy like Tyson Chandler, an anchor in the back of the defense. So if you send him in there, Tyson was, he was really protecting the rim then. And we had another guy, Brandon Haywood. We had two seven-footers. So we just protected the rim and those guys did a great job of wearing LeBron down and picking him up. And then J.J. Rare played out his mind. He was he was amazing for us. Um, you know, he was making shots. And then you can't forget, we had Dirk Nowinski and Jason Terry. <laughs> so it was a good team. <laughs> offensively, yeah, they're, they're, our two-man game with those guys, we were we had we had we we had to win. We knew we could win. 
Uh, I think he averaged 17, and like they, I think the Heat won game one, and then there was a meltdown, I believe, at the end of game two that kind of opened the floodgates. But I, I don't know. Like Since that loss, LeBron, for me, has been unbelievable. We saw his run with the Heat, his run with the Cavs, first with Kyrie and then no Kyrie. And I don't know. I got to say, Corey, I right now have Jordan 1A and LeBron 1B. And I've said repeatedly, if LeBron's able to win a title this year with a third team and win a finals MVP, even if he doesn't win the finals MVP and AD gets it, I think LeBron passes Jordan as the GOAT. Um, We're getting ahead of ourselves, but I got to ask, you know, let's say LeBron delivers this year, wins a title. Does he pass Jordan? I don't know if he passes Jordan. It's just tough for me to say that just because growing up in the Jordan era and watching Jordan win those six, it's tough, but he's definitely, definitely, I wouldn't argue with you if you said he was better than Jordan. If he went <laughs> another. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things, it's tough. It's tough to say anybody's better than Jordan when you're a Jordan fan, but if LeBron wins another title with a third team, I'm not going to argue, especially the way he's playing right now. I think he averaged a triple-double last series. LeBron's playing like he's 22, 21 still. So <laughs> LeBron may win a couple more titles before it's over. So, yeah, he definitely, like, no, I couldn't argue. <laughs> yeah. All right, so last question. Uh, we saw Giannis really struggle in game one against the Heat. It's only the second round, but you know every Bucks loss is going to be like, all right, what super, super team is Giannis going to be going to? Corey, listen, you're doing a lot of media. You're a former player. You know these guys. You know how people like to team up. Do you see Giannis staying in Milwaukee, or do you see him testing the market and seeing whether he wants to go play with Luka or maybe LeBron and AD, or who knows? What are your thoughts on Giannis? And again, a lot of basketball left to be played. That would be crazy if he went to <laughs> Dallas with Luka and KP. But um, I think Giannis is a loyal guy. I think he, he wants to win with Milwaukee. Like, like they gave him his chance. Like, he went from a skinny kid to being MVP, did his play of the year. I think for him, he would want to start to come play with him before he goes and joins somebody else. But I could Can be he wrong. get somebody to I Milwaukee? Could I could be wrong. I'm saying that's – that's in his mindset, I think he really wants to win mm. a title for the city of Milwaukee. Just because they've been behind him, they see him go from – like nothing, basically a skinny kid. Why you draft this guy to Ben, who he is, like to MVP? Like I think he wants, but like you said, man. Now with all these guys teaming up, all these super teams, who knows? <laughs> you can say if they lose to Miami, he could be like, oh, I can't win here and, and leave. Just like you know, yeah. KD, KD left. I didn't think KD would ever leave OKC. So nothing surprised me anymore. Yeah, we saw Paul George uh, smoking cigars with Russell Westbrook in OKC, saying, you know, I'm staying. And then a year later, Kawhi calls, yo, you want to come out to L.A.? So, uh, Corey, I mean, it's tough. Listen, didn't you team up with a bunch of guys at Florida? Or did that was it not that much of it with Horford and Noah? Yeah, we I mean, you guys had a stacked team. Yeah, but our coach recruited us. So, you know, we all, okay. we all wanted to play together, but coach recruited us. And once we got there, we developed into the, the team we became. It wasn't like we were like, hey, you know, we're already great. Let's let's join let's join forces. But you know, now the game's changed since I first got into the league. You know, you and I would never even think about it like a super team. And then once the decision happened, and you know, Miami teamed up, everything's went haywire. Yeah. <laughs> like you see, all the kind of guys trying to team up now, and the young generation with all the social media, they've been playing against each other, playing together since they were like. 12 years old now they they're all like best friends so it's 
it's a little different now. Guys, guys are really friends and they want to play together. Like you see the Timberwolves, they got D'Angelo Russell in, in town. So like they're yeah. really good friends. Like guys are trying to team up. So it's, it's a little different now. It's fun. All right, Corey Brewer, Florida superstar, NBA, what, 10-year veteran? Uh, Corey's been on a lot of teams, knows the league well. Thanks a lot for the time, Corey. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. 
to start listening. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Tremendous stuff from Corey Brewer. I can't believe he laughed. He scoffed about the idea of Kuzma defending James Harden. I think Kuzma might have a chance. We'll see. That series will be getting underway soon. But it's time, folks, for the best bet. We're rolling. We're rocking and rolling. But I've used this analogy before. If you haven't listened to every podcast, I'll repeat it. Gambling is like surfing in the ocean. You spend all this time in the water. There's going to be big, scary waves where you're losing a lot of money. There's going to be big, exciting waves where you're riding a great wave in and making a lot of money. Now, right now, we're on a hot one. We're on a heater. The timing couldn't be better with the NFL coming up. And I, nine and three is a pretty good run. And this is where you get a little bit tight because I talked about how much I like the Miami Heat in this series. And I really want to go back to the well, but we saw that Toronto-Boston game. And it did, Boston was shaky in the third quarter. I think they fell down by 12, 10 or 12 points. And something tells me the Bucks fight back with a vengeance here. But I think I'm going to take the Heat again. I think I'm going to take the Miami Heat getting five narrowly, narrowly over the OKC Houston under. Now that line has come cratering down. Remember, we just hit the game seven under of Utah Denver, 217. The thought process is game seven, everybody's a little bit tight, right? People are trying defensively, they're locked in. Maybe people are a little nervous offensively. Role players, a little shaky, deferring to the stars, and the games tend to be a little slower and more intense. This has gone down from 223 to 219. And I want to take the under here. OKC probably will have to go small. Now, I did see Russell Westbrook is on a minutes restriction. You know what? To hell with it. I am doubling up again. I'm going with the Miami Heat getting five, and I just talked myself into it. OKC Houston under 219. I'll need a prayer for that one. I will, because you know with the Rockets, they're not going to miss 27 threes in a row like they did in Game 7 against the Warriors, but I hope they will. Because you know I'm rooting OKC selfishly for the Lakers. All right, that wraps up another fun show. Guys, we're getting close to NFL. Getting close to college football. Thank you for joining us. Remember, subscribe, rate, review. If you have any interview guests, by the way, hit me up on social media. Drop it on my Instagram DMs, on Twitter. You guys, I, I see some of you tweeting at Rob G. Ralphie out there, loving Rob G's fire. So hit us up. We are open to suggestions. Show's doing really well, so people are willing to come on the show. And um, let's just enjoy the ride. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.